This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding, Steven Seagal, and Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Network. <laughs> Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright But that Trivia, comrades This is Impress Me With Music The show where every week We create a new playlist That you can use to impress friends
guess I'm lonely now, but I can't admit that you bring me down, and I won't blame me, I just don't know how. Alright, welcome to Impress Me With Music, I'm Dave. And I'm Mary. And our first song is Late Night Games by Comfort Zone. And wouldn't you know it, we got him in the studio with us. Say what's up. We do no, 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 I just cut you off. Keep going, keep going. Uh, hello. What's up? How's it going, guys? We're good. Well. Oh, hot intro. <laughs> TGIF, baby. Yeah, it's, that, it's Friday. It is Friday. It snowed for the first time today in our beautiful city of Chicago as well. Winter has come come upon us. I hate that. All right, comfort zone. Who are you? Tell us. Give us. Give us some names. Give us some deets. Uh, so I'm Josh, and I do a lot of like the keyboards and like half the vocals for the group. And I'm uh, Sean, and I uh, take the beats that Josh makes and expand them and sort of do the arranging and engineering and also sing a little bit, but rely mostly on Josh yeah. for the singing. Are, are you the guy that goes, damn, like in the video, how you're the one saying it? Is that actually you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Sean does a lot of, he does a lot of ad libs and uh, what I call party verses. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Give me an example of a party verse. Like on... Uh, um, we have a song called, it's called Moving Bodies, and a lot of my stuff's kind of just like sad singing, and then uh, Sean comes in, and like, especially with that song, we were like, we want to make a song that like, kids underage drinking in a basement would like. Mm. So we have Sean's that vibe. Exactly. You, you do kind of <laughs> look like a guy that would buy beer for teenagers a little bit. I can neither confirm nor deny this. I think that's one of the tracks we're going to be playing, right? That's one of their next songs. Buying beer for teenagers. Yeah, so if, if you guys are listening in, that's, that's what's in store for <laughs> you. That's the it, vibe. Is that hip-hop or Anthony rap? Oh. <laughs> that's stupid. Why did I say oh. that? I'm so dumb. Oh, no, don't shit on yourself, babe. Oh, thanks, <laughs> So, uh, when did you guys come together and become the comfort zone? Uh, it was about eight months ago, because it was, uh, I, so I met Sean through Pat McManus, who's like a stand-up here, because I do stand-up as well, and Sean knew him from college, and we'd always, we'd met a few times and talked about how he liked music, and then Sean invited me, he had his, uh, his house to himself <laughs> for the weekend, so he invited me over, we we're gonna make a beat, and then I had, like, the, for late night games, I had the, just the piano and the vocals on it, and we started working on that. And then I left and went to do something. I came back two hours later, and Sean had, like, made it very good. And we were Ooh. like, oh, let's keep making things. Kind of like a sneaky postal service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot of people have told us the similar process. And I, that's, like, I love them. No, that's I great. mean, that's really cool. I mean, and the, the great thing about that style of production, too, is, like, you both get to be completely in control of it when you're working on it. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. It's very much, like, two halves. And uh, at this point, we haven't had any, like... Oh, why'd you do that moments, which is cool. We have very similar taste. So, like, what kind of music are you guys listening to? Oldies. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really strange. It's, it's, yeah, it's really devolved over the last year or two. Yeah, like, I listen to a lot of, uh, like, emo music and, uh, <laughs> like, teen rappers, like Rockhampton. Sure. And, uh, but then I love Fall Out Boy, too. 
Yeah, and what about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Recently, it's been like uh, sort of late 70s funk and R&B. <laughs> and this is like the product of bringing those two together. Yeah, when we describe our music, it often sounds like we're making fun of our music. <laughs> like for a while, I was telling people it was like Owl City and Drake mixed. And people were like, that sounds awful. <laughs> Girl Talk already did that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when Dave originally was like telling me that you were making music, he's like, yeah, I think they describe him as like an emo hip hop. I'm like, oh. (laughs) And then he played it. And I actually, I really dug it. That's why we wanted to have you guys on here. I'm like, the production on it's great. And uh, yeah, it's a sweet song. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, it's like that low key. Yeah, it's like that low-key party vibe. Reminds me of uh, that one and a half semesters of uh, the University of Missouri that I attended. <laughs> oh, I also went to Missouri. I feel that. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. I played it for a friend, and he was like, this is what I feel like uh, a freshman that just got broken up with by a senior. With right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's got that vibe. Yeah. So I think, like, I'm 30. How old are you, Josh? Uh, 22. 22. Okay, so in I feel like people my age, like in my generation, the word emo is like a pejorative, right? You're like, this is too emo or mm-hmm. something like that. You don't seem to have any sort of judgment about the word emo. Yeah. A uh, thing about me and uh, kind of with us in general is like we don't have bad taste, but I don't think we... I like to think of it as I don't have much taste. Like, I like most things. I think people that say they don't like like most things are lying. Like, a Fall Out Boy song has, like, a chord structure that makes endorphins go off in your brain. Sure. And I think, like, if you say, like... I understand if you don't like it. I get it. But if you're like, this is the grossest thing ever made, it's like, how? It's so inoffensive. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just a pump-up song. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was asking you the other day if you guys like Drake. I can. I feel like I feel a Drake influence, at least in this song. Yeah. Yes. You're being, you like Drake, right, Sean? Yeah, I was. I was thinking about the earlier question about what sort of music I listen to. I DJ, so I, you know, am around a lot of like mainstream rap and hip hop and R and B. So uh, definitely, there's one. There's one uh, Drake party next door song, "Come and See Me," that. Uh, I think is very sort of influential, especially. Come and see me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like emo's sneaking into rap again and into hip hop for totally. sure. Like all like the like Lil Uzi Vert shit. Yeah, or, it's like, amazing. Even watching those like music videos, he's like got the contacts in, and he's totally. like in a all dressed in black and shit mm-hmm. like that. The, it's crazy because Dave and I were talking like hip hop from. Like, hip-hop's gotten so much more vulnerable. It used to totally not be vulnerable. It's all about, like, fronting all the time. Mm. And now it's... Fronting is when you're lying. All right, flexing. Well, sometimes you got to front to flex. Sure. You know? What's this track? So this is Come See Me, uh, Party Day, sorry. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Drake songs have, like... A Drake vibe, you know what I mean? And I know that like, sure. sounds stupid. But <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so poignant. You guys have heard the thing about how Nas ruined, quote unquote, ruined the rap album because it used to all be produced by one person, and mm. then now every track gets split up amongst a bunch of different producers. Mm. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of like 
the game does not have a the game vibe about his music. You know, um, there is no YG vibe. You know what I mean? There is no. Um, I, I, the, you can't say this about like Kendrick Lamar. Obviously, there's a Kendrick Lamar vibe, but you know what I mean? Like a lot of rappers yeah. just kind of like let come what may with the producer. Well, that, I think that's why it was such a big deal when uh, those two albums came out in a row, where it was like Wolf by Tyler the Creator, and then. Uh, J. Cole's that album where he's sitting on the roof I forget the name or the, uh, they, Four Still Drive yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, fully, yeah they fully produced the albums themselves so it was like a more cohesive sound versus like getting like Hit Boy on one track and then like right. Boy Wonder on one track uh, so that's why I, one thing I think about our sound is we uh, keep that like chill vibe and we're very influenced by Drake what are you guys' favorite Drake songs or albums let's say uh Pound Cake's my favorite song, but uh, Take Care is my favorite album. Same. Take Care is my favorite album, hands down. So, that one, uh, Hold On, We're Going Home, is sick. Uh, and also, I, before listening to your playlist earlier today, I was thinking about, I think it's Madonna off of If You're Reading This. Yeah. It's like a really That's sick cool. song. <laughs> if You're Reading This is probably my favorite Drake album. I know a lot of people love that, but... The, Something about that. I think it's just the time in my life that it came out and like. And the way it was released. It's yeah, yeah, just how much I listened to it. Uh, there's like one track on there that we're gonna play. We'll we'll, we'll play it later. Yeah. There's Let's one not track. Get too into Drake. All right, I won't I won't get too into it because we got. I want to hear this um like underage drinking song that mm. we've been that we've been getting <laughs> pumped up for. Do you guys have anything else you want to preview about moving bodies before we? Before we hit the track, there was uh, one point when I uh, thought that "Moving Body" uh, would be a better title than "Body Moves." This was before uh, "Bodak Yellow" by Cardi B came out. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Well, because we've not called it "Body Moves" for that reason. What happens is I'll make just the <laughs> piano parts, and then like I'll just name it something like "Water." You have to. Do you, what do you use? Pro yeah, Tools. Yeah, I use Logic, and I just make a random yeah. name and usually get rid of it. But this one I had already called "Moving Bodies," so we just kept it. All right. So. Um... This is off of the Comfort Zone EP, which is on Spotify, which you guys, when, did, when is the official release date on this? Today. 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 So oh, shit. brand new. Check it out, streets. listeners. All right. It's nice to meet you too. Tell me the things you do. You're right, that is so true. I know 20 girls just like you. I like blonde girls that show their dark brown roots. Whose souls seem aged like the whiskey I shoot. The games you're playing got you looking so cute. But I don't wanna get serious to tell you the truth. My friends have left this party now. I guess I'll stick around So I fill up another cup My body moves with the sounds My friends have left this party now I guess I'll stick around So I fill up another cup 
my body moves with the sound. Baby girl, how you feeling? I'm chilling. Solo cup billing. Solo cup drinking. Motherfuckers wanna know what the fuck Sean Doug is thinking. I'm the man in the land of Lincoln. Land of lakes, land of snakes. Baby girl, yeah. Made mistakes, but I don't wanna be alone tonight. Why don't you just slide on over and talk a while? Cause my friends have left this party now. I guess I'll stick around. So I fill up another cup. My body moves with the sound. My friends have left this party. Okay, so that is Moving Body by Comfort Zone. Um, okay, so Sean, you had a verse in that. You, who's that white Iverson guy? What's that guy? Uh, Post Malone. We Post, love Post yeah, Malone. Yeah, that's very yeah, Post Malone. Should have mentioned him for the influences. He looks like Post Malone. You do also. Maybe that's what it is. I too. feel like Post Malone. <laughs> You're Post Malone, Sean. I am. Where, where are you uh, from, Sean? Chicago. You are from Chicago. He's okay. from the land of lakes. Ah, uh, yes. Or land, land of Lincoln. Fuck. Minnesota. Shit, shit. Yeah, well, he's from the land of Lincoln. God, it's like you don't even listen to the lyrics, Dave. I was listening. Sean, where you're from Chicago? Whereabouts? Uh, it's called Edgebrook. It's uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I've seen that come up. Pseudo suburban residential neighborhood. Oh, was that up by like within, kind of area? Yeah, it's, it's just Niles. a little bit west. Saganash, that kind of area. Yeah, it's just a little bit west of Saganash. Yeah, Niles. You ever go to that King Spa? Dude. Uh, frequently. That's a very regular thing. Really? Yes, dude. You guys go to King's Rock? Yeah. I've never, I've never been. Sean goes out with Max Friedman, who's a comic here. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're friends with a bunch of comics, then? Uh, yeah, I guess. He's the DJ for Colleen, which is a comedy show. Oh. Uh, what's your DJ name? Sean Duck. Sean Duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I love this track. This is so much fun. I wish I had something more like a like a more professional uh, pitchfork esque way to review how I feel about it. But it's just fun. It's a party song, and it kind of fits like the going into winter party vibe. Mm -hmm. I that's that's why I like it. I even think like Comfort Zone Mm -hmm. is a good name of a band to start listening to in November. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man, like, yo, you need a comfort zone right now. What's up, ladies? Check out this track. Yeah, like a TV show that has five seasons. Mm-hmm. Comfort zone. What? What's the plan? Have you guys performed live yet, or do you have a plan to? Or what? Like, what's next steps for this? Uh, we performed live once on this variety show, and it was a good show. Uh, but it, like, it was our first time performing, so we were a little skittish, I'd say. And it was like a very spread out venue. Uh, and then we're playing another variety show this Saturday, but yeah, then we just want to start like finding what music open mics there are, talking to the artists we know, and like really hit, just trying to get out there and promote this and like perform a lot. Yeah, I s- I don't know. Have you uh, ever talked to the Empty Bottle, or have you ever gone to like the Monday nights at the Empty Bottle? I don't know if they still do it, but they used to. I'm looking at you because you're a Chicagoan. But they uh, used to always showcase, like, different new bands in the city on Mondays. I've never been there. You've never been Sean, there? You are a man of so no. few words. Fuck, Sean. It's just like the music video. <laughs> how old, how old are you? 22. Okay, so you guys are both just young as shit. Yeah. All right. Um, well, 
we won't make this public, but that's like totally a place where every Monday they just put up a bunch of new bands. So I feel like that's better than Variety Louis, Show because you're with. Louis, yeah, we, we definitely for... want to get more involved because it's like cool. We have a lot of comedy connections. We can get all these variety shows, but we don't want to be like just in that sphere. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, as I feel like what you guys are doing is also not necessarily variety show music. For sure. One thing that we're curious about, and it'll be interesting to see as we make more music, is like right now we'll just play like the beats off an iPod or we'll have like Sean with like a DJ table and some launch stuff. Uh, but we love to like, we have uh, on some of our tracks, we have Matt Kennedy coming and play guitar. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that on Spotify. I didn't realize that was him. He's good. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. And like, we, I was thinking, I saw a Kalani concert. Uh, a like a week ago and like all her openers just had a DJ which was like cool but then like she was out there with the live band like obviously she's so talented too but like having a live band is so cool so we've been toying with the idea of like how uh, possible that would be you gotta be careful though you think about because you have to pay way more people well yeah then you gotta pay way more people and like to live recreate rap means everyone's taking them three dollars a night yeah but also like I saw Eminem live once and mm-hmm. he had a band and yeah, and it's like, especially this album doesn't really lend itself to a full band. So that's definitely something we want to explore as our live. You get like the keyboard up though. Like the keyboard, keys mm-hmm. live is tight. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard and guitar. There's Keyboard a, and guitar, yeah. Easy. I mean, as long as you keep it low key. It can get really dumb mm. if you get like a fucking 10 piece band out there. Like you don't need to like Lil Wayne it. Yeah, we have one song where there's a there's a sax solo, and we've considered having that be the only instrument we use live. Who plays the sax? Sean. So we're gonna have him kind of hide it behind his DJ booth and (laughs) out of nowhere. That'd be pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. So um, you you guys use Logic. What use live? Obviously, Matt Kennedy plays guitar on it. Uh, What else are you using instrumentally? Um, uh, I got an audio interface uh, for Christmas this past year, which opened me up to the ability to record guitar. So I uh, played guitar on a few of these songs. There's some beatboxing. Oh, yeah, and some beatboxing. Can you, who's, who's the beatboxer? Sean does all, uh, almost anything that's on the keyboard. <laughs> Sorry. Did you, uh, do you want to hear some? Oh, yeah, let's do it, please. That's what I was hoping. So, uh... <laughs> listening to it through the thing but yeah, I noticed you didn't do any other <clears throat> <laughs> did you leave that out? well yeah it's it's weird like uh, let me think uh, like I guess like when I sort of beatbox like to myself as I'm walking around there's a lot more sort of weird guttural noises but <laughs> <laughs> sort of <laughs> you know, I, I beatbox when I'm uh, um, like by myself at the grocery store it's just like a very awkward exchange like yeah. making eye contact with like totally. adults and like Totally. I'm like, what am I doing here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want him to get away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so... Uh, so you just look like a cuckoo banana brains. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't look in Chicago, and it, I mean, I've lived in a couple of big cities, and, and then there's something you learn. If you can't be the toughest guy, you should just seem crazy. <laughs> and pretty much no one is gonna mess with you if you seem crazy. Uh-huh. I get, I get fucked with a lot. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm fucked with. shave half your beard, and yeah. no one will ever uh-huh. fuck with you again. A guy barked at me in a Seven Eleven like a big bro guy. Says <laughs> so in front of the beer cooler. <laughs> yeah, and then he and his buddies all they fist bumped. And I talked about it to my girlfriend for two months. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but he uh, was—he was wrong to do that. <laughs> no, he, to bark at you? Yeah. Sure, it was just—it's a power display. I'm in the right. You're in the right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, technically you're right. Uh, yeah, a man has a right to not be barked at. I That's true. So. I think so. I mean, have I barked at a guy? Sure. No, I've never barked. But at you, you didn't have your pals. <laughs> if he was by himself, would have been fine. But so, he was putting on a show for his pals. Yeah, so, a dude, a buddy of mine actually did... I was, I was like, one of the pals. Well, I've been one of the pals a number of times uh-huh. in situations like that, Ooh. but... Yeah, Dave's a bully. I'm Ooh. not a bully, He's but... a sidekick. Oh. No, it's Dave, look, no, Dave, gonna, Dave you've, you've been the primary bully as well. I think it's important. Uh, yeah, sure, I've bullied before, but, you know, I was bullied, you know what I mean? And then I figured out, then I worked my way up the bullying. Right, hierarchy. right, you know, the, then the victim becomes the oppressor. It's exactly. a, it's a fucked you, up cycle, man. So, uh, what was I going to say? Like, I was coming, I was at a wedding one time, or it was after wedding, and we were going to go pick up alcohol to drink at the hotel, and my friend, who was like a churchy dude with like four kids... Just like these high schoolers approached us, and he just goes, "What'd you say to me?" To like the kids, <laughs> and then he's like, "That called me gay." To me, I'm like, "Dude, he didn't say anything." He's like, "I know." I'm like, "All right, Brian, calm down." Did they scatter? They scattered. They ran away all scared. Although, you know what? Actually, is a fun thing to do now that we're all adults. What I have taken some enjoyment out of doing is if you see a kid just doing something they're not supposed to be doing, you just <laughs> shout some sort of platitude at them. Like I saw a kid um, tearing down a sign in front of like a school that I, like it was just it was like burr like a school that I don't mm-hmm. even go to, and he's like tearing down a sign. And I just went, "Hey, respect your school." And he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry." And he like apologized. Nice. I've gone on like a super power binge lately, especially since I've been pregnant. Like, um, I was dog-sitting at my parents' place, and there were these high schoolers. And, like, my parents live in, like, a wealthy uh, suburb on the northwest side. Mm -hmm. And so, like, one of the high schoolers parked their car in front of my parents' house, and it was a Porsche. And just the fact that they parked a Porsche in front, like, I think that's really what got me. Oh, yeah. But they were, like, totally, like, drinking, and they were being really loud. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't hear it until, like, I went outside to, like, take the dogs out to pee. But then I was like, I'm going to call the fucking cops, man. (laughs) And, like, I did that so often for so many years. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I've been heavily drinking since I was, like, 16. Uh But I'm like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. So, like, I call the cops, and then I turned off all the lights and, like, the upstairs of the house. And I, like, Mm -hmm. watched the cops come. (laughs) I'm like, get them. Get them. Let's do this. Damn. Yeah, I'm a, also, though, Mary, that, that's who I've become. Also, one time Mary <laughs> called the police um, because I fell asleep watching Narcos, and she thought that um, Spanish-speaking people were breaking into the house. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was on an iPad. I don't like that part. <laughs> that part doesn't make me look good. No, we, I mean... It, we nixed that. All right, wait. Let's get back to the music. Let's get back to the music. Well, actually, I want to talk about the music video. I want to say one thing. Oh, that's right. There's a music video. Yeah, we'll post a we'll post music video on the Facebook group. Um... What's crazy about the music video is if you mm-hmm. just heard the song. So the first time I just played the song, and 
and you know like we're driving the car we're kind of like vibing out to it and then like the other day when we watched the music video I was like oh holy shit like even though I know what the people who look like <laughs> made this in my mind you were just like you're two like uh, Puerto Rican teenagers <laughs> like oh, it's two white guys in flannel shirts holy shit yeah it's uh, especially with the music video a lot of people wonder how much of a joke this is to us <laughs> And it's serious to us, but also we know that it's quite silly. Okay. <laughs> we, we totally understand. I like to dance without bending my arms at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, like it's not a joke, but it's, like, we're it's very fun. It would you be know? weird if you made it and the video wasn't silly. You yeah, know what I mean? you're just, like, totally serious about it. It's weird, like, yeah. when childhood Just, like, a lot of black and white, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, when the, the, there's that Childish Gambino video where he's just, like, making out with the girl and half of it, and you're like, what? This is the funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, because I feel like people, like, you have to be really, like, you're either, like, a joke or you're, like, very serious and sad, and it's like, I think it, there's a lot in the middle that's more fun, especially if you're not trying to push one way or the other. Sure. Well, you were going to ask him a question about emotional music. We're talking about on the right over here. About emotional music? I mean, I guess, like, even, I've never successfully been a part of a band. I briefly mm. tried to be a part of a band. And so every time I see people coming together and, like, doing a good job making music, I'm always, like, super impressed. Especially because there is a level of, like, vulnerability that you have to have to do what you guys are doing. Like, obviously, you know, there's some, like, lightheartedness to the mm. music, too. But at the same time, you have, like, even when the first time you guys jammed, someone had to be like, yeah, I'm going to write, like, a emo song, and I'm going to have a lyric in here about the kind of girls I like. And, like, I don't know. How did you guys mm. come together? Or, like, how do you get over that? Or was that even ever an obstacle of, like, having to be vulnerable? Um, you want to go on that, Sean? I was hoping that you would start, and then I could follow up about I'll start. It. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we were both... Um, pretty pretty strange guys, uh, and I think like we hang out with a lot of more normal guys where we have to be more normal or more normal people. And we have to be more normal. So you're gonna blend in like a daywalker. Yeah, but then like, <laughs> like I never feel as though I'm gonna play a song for Sean and he's gonna be like, dude, it's fucked up that you like that, <laughs> you know. And uh, Sean, especially, he has a lot of solo work under the Sean Duck name. That's like very bizarre. And I was like, oh, I like how strange this is. So I think we're very very comfortable being strange together. Uh, and then just knowing we have such similar musical tastes, I feel very comfortable with it. So uh, with, my, uh, with my own music, I got to a point where I really didn't know what to say anymore, except for just really sort of minimal, reductive and bizarre sort of rapping and stuff. Um, and that was just kind of exhausting in and of itself. It was just like very overwrought. And so uh, it was very... Were you rapping about trapping? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like no. TikTok. Yeah, it was like houses, spouses, mice, mouses, worldwide web browsers, stuff like what that. Christian book—that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, That's it was—it's very weird. You should it's, check out some of his videos after this. They're—they're they're great. But uh, so it was usually kind of a John Frusciani thing, but with rap music. Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it was really nice uh, starting to make music with Josh because I didn't really have to. Uh, uh, like think of like what the songs are going to be about and have them be like really important songs and just like some of Josh's old music in particular is like very sad mm -hmm. uh, and 
just like I don't I don't even know like when we first started late night games that was the first song we were working on mm-hmm. whatever like Josh sort of made up that day was just like kind of you know emotional and I appreciated hearing that because you know I myself uh you know feel sad sometimes and mm-hmm. other other emotions so it was very nice to be able to like work off of him and start to explore that instead of just like you know, weird yeah. <laughs> stuff, nonsense. So you kind of, Josh, you kind of brought in like the lyrics and stuff then to like the first couple tracks. Or you, I yeah. guess you, you brought the emo. Yeah. Uh, especially this is, this whole project is not as sad. My old music was like extremely sad because I was using music as like a form of therapy, which was not effective therapy. Sure. And also like, I remember one time I put up a song and my grandma messaged me on Facebook and was like, Ooh. are you okay? <laughs> like, people Jesus. would reach out to me because I was like, I'm so sad, I'm going to make the saddest thing ever. Uh, but this music, it was like, let's take this sadness, but like, make it into a piece of music because I'm dealing with the emotions in another way. And one thing I think that makes me comfortable too is I think of the way I listen to sad music and like, I can relate to it and be sad with it and also find it kind of funny. Like, really? especially, I don't want to talk too much about Drake. Uh, sure. But Marvin's Room by Drake, it's like I totally understand that feeling. And, like, I would never make fun of Drake for having those feelings. But, like, the voicemails, that's, like, the funniest thing ever. So the first time I listened to that song, I actually kind of thought that, too. And mm-hmm. the perspective that I, 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 I had on it was that Drake was, um, <laughs> Drake was lying. Like, he's mm-hmm. lying, like, the whole song. He's just like, yeah, I fucked, I fucked ten women this week, or whatever he mm-hmm. says. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a part of it where it's like, I feel like, um... He's leaving voicemails and he's drunk and he's like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. I'm over you. Like, and my buddy's like, no, no, no. He's he's bragging about how many women he had sex with. Yeah, it's just like funny to me to imagine anyone having anything serious and like a voicemail, just like, are you drunk right now? And yeah. then he just comes and he's singing seriously <laughs> after playing saying. like five, five seconds. Or, yeah. It's like, but I totally get it too. Like, I'm not making fun of the emotion, but it's just like objectively also, just any extreme emotion is absurd and a little funny. Yeah, well, and there's something, you got to be down for absurdity if you're going to listen to Drake, because we all know where he came from. And it's like, he literally released a song called Started from the Bottom, and, like, I love that song, you know what I mean? But, like, he did not start from the bottom. We know, we all know that's not true. No one's going to catch a body for Drake. He's never held an AK. I mean, he started from, he wasn't at the bottom, he was in the wheelchair. He started, it was like a... No, he got there. He used to oh, me. that's right. That's right. He's a lyric about borrowing, borrowing an Acura. Right. <laughs> that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess <laughs> that's his, bo- that's his bottom. I don't think that's true. What? Let's listen. To, I want to listen to some more music. Well, where, they have a pick, so this yeah, is not let's, on Spotify. Let's, let's, hear their, let's hear their pick. I want. So this is Kevin Abstract. So we got this is the first time you and I are hearing this. Yeah, so let's, let's take a listen. 17 by Kevin Abstract. It's funny. One of my favorite songs is called 17, but it's by Youth Lagoon. Oh, I love that song as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sad. Yeah, and speaking of sad cry music. He introduced me to all his friends I thought they were cooler than anyone I'd ever met before Dressed well and we made a band Honeymoons and smoke breaks in a minivan We drive through our travel bubble Screaming at mansions Football players become a memory Football players become a memory
Okay, so this is Kevin Abstract. Uh, the song is called 17. It's off of, is this the album, American Boyfriend? Yeah. Um, okay, so why, why that song? Um, so it was partially like I discovered Kevin Abstract around the same time that we started recording. Uh, and then I really like the part that where the guitar comes in and the, like the the boom bap drums under it Like we the production wise really liked that and I also think it's cool. He's just such a Interesting and unique guy. He's what only 21 you... too, which is like crazy interesting. What would you call this kind of? <sighs> like Cuz then kind of like emo rap. Yeah, it's like indie emo hip-hop. Yeah, like his group's music is much more like straight-up hip-hop, although they have some like R&B tracks, because he's part of that group, Brockhampton. It's like these 17 to 21-year-olds that met on this Kanye forum and found out they all lived in Texas. And they rented <laughs> this apartment and recorded. They put out like three albums in six months or something. And they're good? They're amazing. I think, yeah, and there's much more like... Not it's it's not old school rap style, but it's like verses in the style of the Wu Tang Clan, where it's like each guy has his like thing uh-huh. and goes in a certain way, and then they have like three singers. Interesting. That's really cool. I feel like um, kind of grimy beats. It's not their beats aren't like that. Their beats are a lot more like grime. Interesting. Yeah. And are you guys listening to grime at all? Uh, not so much. I I have trouble. I have a very weak palate. That's why I like Fall Out Boy so much. <laughs> It's very easy to digest. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, just about the Kevin Abstract song, I uh, grew up listening to a lot of uh, like alt rock, like Motion City soundtrack, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget the name of the band. It might be Get Set Go. It was that song I Hate Everything? That was the Grey's Anatomy theme song, or I Hate Everyone. Yeah, do, you do, Anyway, I just like that Kevin Abstract song, uh, especially the violin in it really mm-hmm. reminds me of those sort of, I don't know, like Midwestern sort of like alt rock mm-hmm. bands. And then also sort of the nostalgia of that song really appeals to me. Like a, when like some stood high schooler. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I, I did, like listening to this and then also having like, well, whatever this song and some other, some of the TV I was watching got me appreciating sort of the how like poignant sort of the teenage years are or just the sort sure. of the drama of uh, being a teenager. And uh, I feel like we're in a return to that culturally. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we were like we were going away from it. Like we were going away from like that narrative. I mean, you never get that far away because so much of like the most popular pop culture shit still like even like the most old school of it now which Mm -hmm. to me would be like american pie Mm -hmm. i would almost consider more more old school that's all still like the coming of age and like your high school years but now i think a lot of artists are coming up super young like the guy like this guy 20 like this is crazy that he's 21 i don't know i mean this track doesn't resonate with me in like any super powerful way i get it like i get the construction I get why it's like a cool song his rapping's fine I like your I mean and mm-hmm. not, not even to play to it like I like the comfort zone stuff more mm-hmm. maybe it's just even easier for me to palette it's like all the instruments going on and like the Kevin Abstract song I'm like oh no I just want a simpler beat you don't want I'm not I just I'm not appre- I'm not appreciating beat? it what you don't want an abstract Hmm. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, our, that's one thing we like. Uh, at least I like about our music is uh, it's like pretty stripped down, and we're like, we just pick elements. The music like we like it, and is like it's things we enjoy, but we're also 
very conscious of the choices we're making. Like, especially at the end of Moving Bodies, there's a part where we put in these hi-hats, and we're like, we necessarily don't think these hi-hats are that great, but for the vibe we're going for of, like, something high schoolers would like, they would want these, like, hi-hats. So it's like, we we'd like pick, like, a couple elements. It's like, we want this song to have this mood. We're going to strip everything down, except we're going to have this hi-hat, this bass drum, and then this synth sound. So it's, like, four or five things that all fit together in that way instead of trying to make like a broad outline interesting yeah moving body was uh, I think supposed to be kind of garish Garish. <laughs> uh, what a what a literary word. Yeah, for a song about just getting too drunk at a party and staying yeah. and not knowing uh-huh. anybody um, well we've been talking a lot about Drake we mm. talked about earlier what our favorite Drake album was we talked about what our favorite Drake songs mm. were uh, Mary wanted to play a Drake song, so. Oh no! Sorry, I asked you what your favorite Drake song was. Mm-hmm. So this is you said it was Pound Cake, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. How do you feel about this song, Sean? I uh, only listened to it uh, for the first time uh, on the way here. All right, so let's uh, let's let's play a little bit. Of Pound a- ambivalent Cake. about Jay Z's verse. Mm-hmm. I've been ambivalent about Jay Z a lot lately. He's bad on Mike. He's bad what? On Viking, the Frank Ocean song. It's better than just Frank Ocean. I mean, there's a lot of songs you can say that about Jay-Z, I'd say, in the last, like, four years. Do you remember the Childish Gambino freestyle over this beat? This? Yeah, he freestyled over this on Sway. No, I don't know that. It was amazing. Because I didn't when he was very depressed and was, like, high all the time. And he had that hat. I don't love Childish Gambino. Oh, he's great. I don't I, know. I, lo- I love him, but I get why someone wouldn't. I, I like, like, same with the thing you played. I like what he's trying to do more than I can actually, like, palette listening to it on the regular. I think you might like Brock Hampton more because that's much more, like, rap. Yeah, I guess you check, I'm going to check him out. It's like if Brockhampton's like odd future if they were like cared more about it sounding good than scaring people. Yeah, it's yeah. So really scary. <laughs> yeah. And like half of them are like actually gay, so it's not as like just offensive, for offensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Although I still love Earl Sweatshirt. Not usually. I like that remix of uh, no this song. I like the Chocolate Street remix. It's like the only thing I really love. What's uh, I don't know. It's on. It's on the Louisiana mixtape. Oh, There's this one line where it's like the coupe blue, like the dude on Marge. It's nice. You want to phase out? Yeah. Well, Ooh, but then we then we can't hear Jay Z uh, and like sixteen consecutive lines with the word cake. <laughs> Cake, 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 cake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. You know the click was on click with, uh, obviously, you know that song, right? Uh, Jay-Z's versus the worst part of that song, Monster. Jay-Z's versus the worst part of that song. And that's a practically fucking flawless song. Until Jay-Z comes out in Monster, I fucking love that song. And he's like, he's like, Sasquatch, Godzilla. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. But, like, 
I, uh, I've come to appreciate this. I, there's, I don't know if it's just like a identity thing. I don't know if it's just like if you hear someone enough, like it just gets to be like, oh, like, yeah, like love that. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Are you endorsing or? or uh, well, that's the thing. I have mixed feelings. Like I feel like he uh, sort of like runs out of punchlines. Yeah. With the thing, but but, but I love the things that he says. Like I think the things that he says are just very funny consistently. Yeah. You, guys, you guys know Killer Bees, the comedian Killer Bees. Oh, so no. He's a catchphrase, and anyways, the catchphrase comic of the rap world is Snoop Dogg. One hundred percent. He's been rap rapping the same line for twenty five years. He's just going on the road. Snoop D O Double G from the L B C. He's rhyming letters. All letters rhyme pretty much. There's just one Snoop line that's so funny. It's on uh, High Definition by Lupe Fiasco. I can't remember it, but it's very good. You should look it up. <laughs> if you're listening, you should look it up. Hold on, I'll bring it up. Snoop died. Uh, high Definition. I feel like every time I try to rap, Dave and I once did like a rap session. Um, my favorite rap move is to just repeat myself over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, fun. Rap a rap, rap, rap a rap a rap, <laughs> and what am I doing? I'm rap a rap. Like, just keep saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so, that's my style. I like that. You like many people thought you could do it. You looked at rap, you're like, I could do that. Mostly because I was re- I was really high, and then uh, I've been sober since I got pregnant. So. For sure. Uh, like when you're like you when you're clear when you're clear of my yeah. sure. when you're clear mind when you're clear sure. minded uh, and then you try to like rap again and then you listen to it and you're like wow uh, I have no talent we, we've hard. all been there yeah. <laughs> no, you, I mean you guys are good like I I, I like to fuck around with music mm-hmm. but I have to accept that I'm just like a lifelong listener you know and and not a creator. So like uh, when back back when I was in college and I was like I was like doing like freestyle, I was like freestyle battling, and mm. everyone would always be like, because it would happen outside of a bar when it closed, mm. and um, people would come out and they'd be like, I could do this stupid bullshit, and they would <laughs> jump in, and it's like you'd be like, uh, I'm really cool. It oh fuck, this is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> and people, a lot of people only care about rhymes, and it's like flow. I think is more important. You yeah. So people will be like, I'm in the car, I'm at the bar, and you can tell they're just trying so hard to find that line, that rhyme. Yeah. Because you can get away with so much more if you got a cool, like, like a cool little flow. Which I'm think- a hot dog, I like a good char. Char, char, char. Char, char. Kendrick Lamar, and, and in another way, I would say Eminem, are like the type of people where it's like if you wrote that down and like tried to rap that traditionally, mm-hmm. you'd be like, dude, you're forcing this. But when you mm-hmm. hear their flow, the flow justifies it entirely. Yeah. That's why I like watching Migos freestyle together because they freestyle like their songs. So like even one of them's freestyling, like Quavo will just be like House. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Like, so, yeah. Same thing with uh, Ray Schremer when they freestyle. Like the other dude still does the ad libs, and it's so fun watching someone do ad libs over a freestyle, and it just makes it so much like cooler. And it's oh, like man. I don't even care about the rhymes. Like if these guys are just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes it seem like a good time, and that's what mm-hmm. rap music does. It, yeah. it, you know, it, it, Ray but, Schremer is so good. Drummer's ears. Yeah, drummer's ears. They did a they did a show at Mizzou and they showed up like super late, super high. And on their rider they had Chipotle because like they hadn't showed up, they hadn't gotten the Chipotle. 
uh, and they were mad. They said they weren't going to perform it. Like went to Chipotle, but Chipotle closed like a half hour ago. So they went to the Chipotle and slammed on the windows until someone let them in and made them a burrito. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's right across from uh, Jesse Hall. There's like that Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. When I was at Mizzou, uh, the big concert that was supposed to happen and that got canceled was um, like one of the guys from Jersey Shore was supposed to come and DJ. That was that was the year I oh dropped out. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, we, we were. Yeah, it was Paul. It was Polly. Nice. He's from Rhode Island. He's from like yeah. a town, <laughs> two towns over from me. And that shit got sold out. I was like so embarrassed for <laughs> my. That's why I don't even call them my. I mean, I can't call them my alma mater legally. I believe, but <laughs> I can. Uh, I can change that for you if you need a diploma. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep you. Diplomas? I'll keep you in the yes. loop. Sean's got a diploma. <laughs> I got a few diplomas. <laughs> yeah. Can you make me a teaching certificate? Uh, depends. You need to send me, uh, send me the JPEG. All right. <laughs> yeah, J- J- JPEG. That's that's as high a quality of an image as you need. Well, I'll use that as sort of the basis, and oh, okay, that's, that's your template. Re- recreate it. Um. <laughs> We're, we've we've got some tracks we lined yeah. up, right? So, I'm 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 all Drake'd out. We can yeah. I want I want to skip over our, our, our Drake right, pick. Drake's on the playlist. You know where to find it. Uh, yeah, we we've we've covered him. Let's do a little Chewy and Triz. Uh, yeah, let's dope. do let's do this one. I love this track. To it by myself, I, I like how he's lying about it having a 3DS. Yeah, that's the song. Wait, what does that mean? It's, a, the, it's the Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, it's like the 3D Nintendo handheld system. I like how that, that he snuck that in there, and it's like pretty tough verse, but he's not afraid to talk about his hobby. Yeah, <laughs> because he is a little tough at this. He's talking about like peeling caps back and stuff like that, and then he's talking about a Nintendo. And I think he talks about firing up the Wii at some point in the song, too. Oh, dude, I probably just thought he was saying front of the beat. Well, <laughs> that could be. Oh, possible. It's not mutually exclusive. I like, you know, I don't hear a lot of saxophone in that, but you guys were talking about you have a song with a saxophone in it. Yeah, this is, this is much more like a chill. Uh, ours is much more like a Baker's Street. It's like, what? It's in our softest, most serious song. It's got like this... <laughs> it's really, it's really quite silly. So, were you, um, Sean? Were you a band kid in school in high school? Uh, uh, until uh, only freshman sophomore year, and I grew disillusioned. High school? Yes. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Notre Dame. Remember when that guy fell off that? Dude, thing? I was just talking to someone. I was just talking to some kids wait, who wait, came. Who fell off what? You should tell the story since you were there. Uh, I wasn't there. Well, 
I think I no, I dropped out before the end of freshman year. So you there for the Monte Teo fake girlfriend thing? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, well, or maybe that was before. That one was hilarious. That one was well, kind of sad, but <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. but uh, but it really made Samoan people look really bad because <laughs> it was like. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, you leave the Samoans out of this episode. Well, no, because it was like, well, I'm just saying it was like bad PR because he was he was basically like shanghaied by his, like a, another Samoan guy that knew him. Oh, I didn't know. I did, I'm sorry. You never saw like when the dude came on like uh, oh, the no. talk show? Oh. I'm pretty out of the loop generally. Um, but well, uh, no, but no I know about some, some kid was uh, who was like filming... Uh, the football team during practice because uh, I don't know that serves some purpose to the football team for them to be filmed from like high up and he fell off of uh, something and died so I mean sad I don't know why but well crazy basically well okay (laughs) yeah no I mean it's crazy (laughs) and I recently met some kids who like work in the Notre Dame film thing and I was like oh my god like do you do what that guy was doing and they were not so they're safe but they, uh, I think they did, but I think, you know. They weren't like, wait, what? Kids, you know, the, the youth, they, you know, the his, youth. you know, learn from history or repeat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was an improviser in Chicago in like 2012 who was taking a picture up on a roof of a building and he fell off the building. Well, I don't know why I laughed when I said that. But, um, is he okay? <laughs> no, he's dead. He died. Like, oh yeah, well, I, he I seems like more disturbed that yeah, you laughed. You're like, oh, this guy is well, but he was I thought there was going to be a fun tra- ending. Like, and he just <laughs> broke his toe. Can you no, believe no, 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 that? Walked was, right off. He was trying to do a glory shot. He sat at the camera. And oh, he, one of those things where you like, hang off a building? Yeah, yeah. He was oh, trying, no. He was trying to be funny, which good, good on him. Um, <laughs> but he did not stick the lint. That's maybe not the right way to put it. R.I.P. So, um... Yes. <laughs> All right. You're just... I, just, like I don't know. You're stories. just... I don't know. You're just disturbing me now. I don't know. My mom always just tells me about people who have had horrible things happen to them. And so, to me, I feel like that is a thing worth sharing with other people. I'm like, hey, I know a horrible story. You yeah, should... I don't I don't know if that's healthy. I don't yeah, it's know. not healthy at all. Dave, uh, Dave was taking my sister and brother-in-law on a tour of Detroit when we like mm-hmm. when we went uh, when we went up to Michigan for like a baby shower and he was like yeah I'm gonna show them all all the crazy parts of downtown like instead of like showing them like all the nice stuff yeah. he's like let's go to the Packer plant people get robbed and killed here all the time <laughs> and so we'd like drive by something and then instead of like saying something nice Dave would be like yeah so I know a guy who was walking <laughs> over here and he got shot in the chest <laughs> and like my sister and brother-in-law are like holding hands and yeah, like the back seat. Was this their first time meeting you? No, no this wasn't their first time meeting. This was their first time in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, like going on like a tour of like, oh, here's you know the zoo and like some nice things you can see, he's like, God, I used to buy heroin here. Yeah, I mean, when, you meet, <laughs> when I was meeting my girlfriend's sister and brother-in-law, I didn't like lead with that stuff like I do in the comedy <laughs> world. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, know, I kind of couched it a little it. bit. Sure. And they're like, Did Dave's a teacher. And then you're like, but I have a troubled past. <laughs> and they're like, that's noble. Yeah, they're like, it's noble. And then I'm like, now let me show you. Well, okay, look. If you're going to take somebody to Detroit, I mean, that's what we have. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember I watched this video of uh, Charlie LaDuff. 
Yeah, uh, hell yeah, golf. Dude, I know to, that, dude. He was like, Detroit is so mismanaged that I'll be able to golf from one side of the city to the other with no one doing anything about it. And then he just would like be in this like this abandoned like factories like parking lot and he'd tee off and then he'd end up like kind of in this like overflowing like river bend thing. And then he'd be in the middle of the city, just like in a neighborhood, and no one would stop him. He just golfed. It was crazy. And no one like cared or did anything about it. Yeah, he's it. Yeah. he's a badass. Yeah, Charlie enough is tight. Yeah. When I worked for the government they handed out his picture to us and like do not talk to this guy under any circumstances. Yeah, he's like this hardcore like Detroit journalist. Cool. He also um, is a raging alcoholic. So that doesn't surprise me so much. Shout out Charlie LaDuff. Um, yeah, this is actually the Charlie LaDuff app. <laughs> yeah. So we had another song. Yeah, we have another song. Is this um, the McConan track? Yeah. Yeah, okay, this is my favorite track that we're going to... Well, we're only playing you guys a couple tracks. Usually we're super self-indulgent and we play like 10 songs. But this is probably my favorite one. All right, so this is uh, Trust Me Danny by I Love McConan. I really like, uh, well, obviously the trust me daddy part is very silly. Just hearing him say that, the way that he, his voice goes up. Yeah, it's very silly. It's very silly and catchy. Um, I also really like the the woods, uh, something in forest. Woods city and the forest? Yeah, it's very, I live near the forest and like the forest and I sort of like imagining him driving sort of through a forested area. <laughs> it's weird that he's, distingu- he's, like, he's like distinguishing, it makes me think of like uh, on our way to grandmother's house. Yeah. Yeah, he's like woods, he's like starting in the woods, he's like now I'm in the city, great, now I'm in the forest. Like, where, shouldn't it be like city woods forest? I don't know, uh, I, I think... <laughs> I, I want to hear what Josh thinks of it, and then I want to talk a little bit about why I love just I just love McConan. <laughs> yeah, he's a, I, I think he's, he's a really interesting guy. Uh, yeah, this song I thought was great, but it's just like the songs I like know about him offhand or that Tuesday. Yeah. But then his most recent single is this song with the guys. Well, I think it's both the guys from Ray Schremer, or it might just be one of them. Uh, but it's like a rock song. Really? It's like this weird like guitar rock song. It's like every song I've heard by him has been vastly different. He just seems like a really strange guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. That's why I like like Post Malone so much because like this guy seems bonkers. Yeah, you love a bonkers dude. <laughs> yeah, so he seems bonkers. He's going all in. Like the, the trust me. It's like yeah. damn dude. <laughs> he doesn't half-ass it at all. That's he raises like a, his voice. He raises. That's how you hook someone. It's like oh the song where this happens. It's like you can describe it. Yeah. And I think that's like admirable and like. Because, like, outside of it being an enjoyable song, it's like, how is it constructed? Right. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, 
I think he kind of is one of the people, one of the artists right now that epitomizes like the new hip hop that we're going into. And I kind of like want to say a big fuck you to people who are like, there's no more good hip hop or like good music is dead. I think some of like the best hip hop ever's come out in the last couple years. Like there's been amazing shit being done, especially like the quality of production and stuff. And like a McConan is fucking crazy. Like he lives in, he lives in Portland, right? (laughs) He's like Portland based. I think is he's out, right? He's out. He's, 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 Gay. Yeah, he he's like, it. yeah, he, he didn't make like, a big deal about it, but he, gay, he's just like, I'm gay. I'm gonna go live in Portland, and uh, I'm gonna make fucking weird ass music. Mm. I'm gonna not be constrained to any like bullshit of what hip hop or what like rap has to be, or like what a beat has to be. Think about it. You live in Portland. He's probably like one of the only big rappers in Portland. I mean. I'm trying to think. There's this. Uh, there's this girl I like from Portland. I can't remember her name. She's a good rapper too. But I don't know so many Portland rappers. Seattle's kind of got a scene. There's a few Seattle rappers I like, but it's uh, well, yeah, we 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 like uh, Sam Lachow, and uh, what's the other dude? He has a split. The Raz. Piece. Yeah, this guy Raz. Uh, there, there's... What's the one? A Kush Kush. No, it's like um, fuck. Who is it? It's the one. It's like. Show your ass. Who's that? Yeah, fuck. I can't remember his name. We've we've played his song though. We play we've played Obviously, him on here. Um, um, Sir makes a lot top of the list. Actually, <laughs> Posse on Broadway I think is like still a good song. I still like Posse on. Oh, Sine Win or Sina Win. She's this girl from Portland's really good. Okay, so. But then, Ew, Macklemore was like the king of Seattle. I know for a time. Did you listen to Macklemore pre? Yeah, I, I got into him. He has my favorite song that got me into him is he has this song. It's like a love letter to the Seattle Mariners announcer. Oh yeah, I read about that. That's so dope. Because he died, right? Yeah, and it's like there's this part about like listening. You're in the garage listening to it on the radio, like eating a eating a sandwich. It's like I get that. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great song called Kings, which I thought was really great. Which mm-hmm. actually samples a song from Neon Bible. It's an Arcade Fire song. But it's really, I mean, it's great. His version was really good. <laughs> it was funny, though. I was, like, never a big Macklemore fan, but I supported his whole come up and shit. Mm-hmm. And then Dave and I just, like, looked up some new Macklemore music uh, online the other day because we were like, what's he been up to? And it was just, like, a song about a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, like, uh, like the the music video just had a cameo of um fuck what's his name uh the actor from luther Idris Elba? yeah just like it was so fucking bad he has, he has a pretty dope song with lil yachty but i like most songs so it's like, sure. take my word that it's good. No, I mean, it, I I think it's trash, but like, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sure if he did something with Lil Yachty, it's catchy because well, that's that's what Lil Yachty does. He makes like catchy f- shit. Macklemore's gone kind of full dump. Yeah, he's because... totally full dump. He's like, I, yeah, the lyrics to like the cat song were like, this is a cat. Cat, cat, yeah, it was just, it was like, a par- I thought it was a parody. Yeah, rap about a cat, well, rap about he, like, a cat. He hated on, on so much for, like, trying to be overly conscious, and then he, like, because I'm going to make a song about mopeds. It yeah. sounds like three songs mixed together, and I love that song, because the chorus comes in, it's like, what, where, oh, okay, uh-huh. you know, but I like, all, I like most music, to be honest. Who is, like, an artist that I would be really surprised that you like, or that you're maybe even embarrassed to say that you like, what's... 
Embarrassment is a strong emotion. Yeah. I'm pretty shameless about my taste. Yeah, he already said he liked Fallout Boy. He said it like 20 times, so yeah. this has got to be something deep. You got to love it. You probably love Fallout Boy. Oh, yeah, they're like my favorite band. Yeah. You let him talk. You'd be a terrible cop. You got to let him convict themselves. All right, go ahead, Sean. I think uh, Rockstar by Nickelback is like a sick song. I think it's so it's good. Not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. no shame. I'm trying to think. I don't I, know. I like have a really weird thing for uh, that "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder, and I like to do this thing at a party where you put on <laughs> you put on "Lips of an Angel" at like 11:30, and everyone's like, "Dude, fuck this! Who put this on? Shit!" And then like at 2 a.m., you put it on, and everyone's like, "My girls!" And all the same people, it's like you did like it. What are you saying, dude? I don't really know. Well, I uh, just like from DJing, and I, I run a karaoke now, too, so I just hear like a lot of uh, just like really classic pop music. Has anyone ever seen Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt? Oh, yeah. I love that song. That's a great song. Body Like a Back It's like this pop country song. There's this song, uh, I think is maybe, I, I confused Lucky Lucky by Britney Spears. Maybe. She's oh, yes, so lucky. That song is, is sick. And then She's a star, Stop, Stop by the Spice Girls. What time is Spice Girls? It's called Stop, I think. Stomp? No, Stop. Stop. No, Stomp is something else. Stop. That's a musical. Yeah. This is, hold on, let's hear Stop, and then we'll we'll plug your album and then listen to your last yeah, song. Yeah, for sure. Listen to some of this, though. Uh, no, don't make me listen to it that long. This is Spice Girls? Yeah. This is ill. That, that organ? It's... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, you, gotta get, you gotta let it get to the hook, at least. Alright, alright, let it get to the hook. Thanks. It's so funny because I listen to like a lot of contemporary like hip hop, and I'll bring it to Sean. Like, what are you even listening to? And he's like, I'm listening to this Michael McDonald. <laughs> oh yeah, for I sure. Love yeah, Dave's been sure. playing Michael McDonald yeah. for the last week. I'm like, I'm, Hell I'm yeah. over it right now. Hell yeah. Okay, here it comes. Thank you very much. I need somebody oh, with a human touch. Nice, dude. I mean, I knew it. I, I wasn't saying I didn't know it. All right, oh, cut yeah. it. Cut that track. Cut that track, DJ. Nice. All right, so where can people find your album? Uh, we have it on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash comfortzoneboys. Uh, and that's boys spelled the normal way. That's all our social media too is at Comfort Zone Boys, and then it's also on Spotify under the name Comfort Zone. That's the artist name and album name. Okay. And we'll be on iTunes. You know, yeah, we'll be on iTunes soon too. Imminently. Once they approve us. <laughs> and uh, so, give us just like a quick zip through on uh, the title of this last track we're gonna play, and we'll uh, get on out of here. This is a, it's a song called Used to This, and uh, it's like kind of, it's about just like the, the texting, the texting game that we play, like when you're in the, when you're dating someone or like, you're not like with someone exclusively and you're playing games with each other through text and it's like, well, this is like the rut we're in. And that's my verse. So what's your verse? I don't even know. It's just generally, I mean, it's one of those songs I just, like we were going to make a sad song. 
Yeah, I just sort of tried to think of something that sounded cool that sounded like what Josh had done in his verse. Also, this the beat. This is the one that uh, makes me think of the party next door Drake song yeah, that I had so you play at the beginning. This, track. Oh, this yeah. is the one. With this one bangs. Yeah, Matt Kennedy has a guitar solo on the end. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's play that shit. Thanks, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much thanks for, for coming out. Us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Brought to you by Machine Culture. My name is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. 
And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida.